0: Welcome to the Christian Politics Podcast, brought to you by the For Youth, By Youth Productions. This podcast is designed to discuss modern issues through the lens of the Bible. Welcome back to the Christian Politics Podcast. This is your host, James Saifert. I'm here with our co-host, Bryson Davis, and uh, we're excited to be back with you i um, thankful for our listeners and for everyone who has been a part of making this show great. And I uh, had a lot of responses last couple of weeks with some of the things we've talked about. And we've just been thrilled about that. And so continue to send in your comments, continue to se- send in your concerns, or maybe a topic that you want to talk on. And maybe you're listening to it and you say, you know what, I want to be a guest on that show. Man, reach out to us. Uh, we've got several things lined up pretty much to the end of the year. And uh, we've got a couple of uh, high schoolers that are coming on, a college student that's coming on. Um, and so we're just going to continue to go right along with what we're doing. And so, well, Bryson, I want to just uh, welcome him. We've had some crazy things happening um, in Alexander County this past week. So, Bryson, tell us what's going on.
1: Yeah, well, we had a lot of rain. Uh, that pretty much sums it up. Yet uh, Yesterday, which I guess when this drops, it's not going to be yesterday, but Thursday um, of last week uh we had a a ton of rain and uh that caused a lot of uh flash flooding in the area and and not just Alexander County uh Catawba and just just the surrounding areas so uh it is something like that I've never seen before uh like uh, for example the road that I live on there's a bridge and that water the bridge is pretty high off the water but uh I've I've seen it high you know I've I've seen it it rise pretty good but I have never seen that water go above that bridge it, it was just crazy. You know, some of the things I've seen uh, on social media, other people uh, putting things on there, and it just something I've never seen before.
0: Yeah, and we uh, we had a campground in our town that uh, has flooded, and 31 people have been displaced, and there's still, I believe, two or three at this time that are still missing. And so we've got our prayers going out to that family and those people. Um, we've got the American Red Cross in and they're helping get people lodging and food and supplies and clothes. And our church, of course, is trying to reach out to help out in any way we can. And so we just want to be a blessing to help people out in whatever way we can. And also just pray for them and, and just ask about what we can do. And so uh, it's a lot of big things going on. Yeah.
1: You know, James, on that same thing, um, I noticed that when something like this happens, particularly in Alexander County in this area, it's it's amazing to me how the people of this area put their differences aside um and and come together and and so that was something that was amazing to me i have seen countless people on social media people that disagreed with one another yeah. just coming together for for uh uh these people to to help them out and that to me was really something that i i really uh it was amazing uh, yeah, to see that's
0: that's great uh, i even watched a news report this morning that said um we have um it was a guy who's been following the story since yesterday and he made the statement. He said, I've been in a lot of different places, but this is the first place I've been where people have rallied behind each other to really help the community out. And it really encouraged me just to hear that and to see that. Um, So we're going to talk just a little bit as we transition to our topics for the week. Um, There's a couple of things I want to look at. I want to talk about um, me and Bryson have been thinking about the debates and talking about um, the election and just a lot of things. Uh, so I've been listening to a several different podcasts this week. Uh, one is called Cross Politics. Uh, one is the Ben Shapiro Show. Uh, I listen to The Briefing Every Morning with Al Mohler. So I try to give me a wide variety of different things. Uh, but on a couple of them this, morning, this past week, I heard uh, about the popular vote. Because right now we're all looking at the vote. We're looking at the popularity of how popular these presidents are right now um, and how many people showed up to vote. It's like 145 million people voted in this last election. Um, And that's compared. We're going to pull up the 2008 statistics. Um, Comparatively speaking, when the 2008 election happened, it was a uh, hundred and twenty four million people voted. So we're looking at four or 20 plus million people showed up to vote this election than any other election in history. And that is incredible. And then I heard this and I hadn't even thought about it, but the most popular president by popularity vote, um, Bryson, who who do we see here? That's the most popular president by popularity vote
1: Barack Obama. And I mean, that's no surprise. Obviously okay. The, I mean, you could just, by the support that he had, especially, particularly in 2008, Yeah, he was very popular.
0: Yeah, so in 2008, he had 69.4 million votes. The news media went crazy. I remember when George Bush got elected, he was at like 50 million votes. So we're talking about a 20 million plus votes for a man who was the most popular president by popularity vote that we've ever had or seen uh, up until this point. And then we get to this election this year and they're talking and, and rightfully so the news media is going to squeeze things one way or another, but let's just start. Donald Trump got 71 million votes.
1: Great.
0: So just in that alone, an incumbent president, Barack Obama in 2012 didn't get, um, the amount of votes that he got in 2018. So an incumbent president to get 71 million votes is absolutely unheard of. And so we see that we hear how awesome that was. But on top of that, this is what blew me away. Joe Biden got 75 million votes. And for pretty much not really doing a lot of big rallies, not really being in the media spotlight in a positive way. Now his son Joe Biden, or not Joe Biden, no, his son Hunter, Hunter Biden uh, was in the media for the laptop, and that that story has sort of not even been talked about anymore. A yeah, little say confused. He was
1: in some media. Yeah, it, was in,
0: you know the oh. media just sort of squashed that. The New York Times ran an article about it, but no one's really talking about that anymore. But we see that an incumbent president, seventy-one million, a a former vice president got 75, 6 million more votes than the most popular president that we've ever seen. How in the world does someone be able to pull out that many votes? Uh, one, I, I got to thinking about it. Either Donald Trump is the greatest driving force to get people to vote. And he pushed so many people out or, there were that many people that were just so upset at Donald Trump that they came out to vote, and they voted for Joe Biden. I mean, that could have legitimately happened. I'm not going to say it didn't happen. Um, you know, we, We've heard this, uh, what, what is it, the the software glitch, uh, Dominion, I believe it's called. Uh, yeah,
1: Dominion, that's right.
0: Okay, and uh, Donald Trump tweeted this out. I uh, sent it to Bryson and said, hey, man, look over this. Tell me if it's legitimate or not.
1: Well, this was uh, his tweet, a uh, reference to – Uh, One America News Network. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. They're a smaller... They're kind of like Newsmax. Uh, I haven't heard of them yet. I don't know if you've heard about Newsmax. A lot of people have been... uh, Newsmax has sort of been uh, getting pretty popular here here lately uh, with people of the uh, uh, conservative viewpoint because uh, a lot of people are... You know, Fox News was uh, uh, the conservative channel or that's where all the Republicans, the conservatives watched. uh, But a lot of people... A lot of the conservatives are uh, boycotting Fox News and switching to Newsmax, but that's, you know, one American news that he's referencing to uh, is pretty similar to that.
0: Okay. So, and what his statement was this, Dominion has deleted 2.7 million Trump votes nationwide. Data analysis finds that 221,000 Pennsylvania votes were switched from Donald Trump to Biden. 491 Trump votes deleted States using Dominion voting system switched 435,000 votes from Trump to Biden. Um, And so uh, I've seen a lot of news reports say that. I don't know if it's 100% true, um, but I do know this Dominion system was used in all battleground states. So they were used in Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. So there is an investigation, and I want to just talk just briefly about the investigation Because people are saying, why are we investigating? Why are we uh, not? Okay, well, why did we investigate Donald Trump when he was trying to be impeached? Yep, exactly. Why did we investigate Nixon? Why did we investigate? Okay, we investigate to find the truth. Okay, as a believing American who loves America, I want to know the truth. And so why are I'm all for an investigation? I was for the investigation when it was in 2000, when George W. Bush and Al Gore was going back and forth. I was for the investigation because it's so close. And as a believer in the system, as someone who has voted every year that I can vote, yes, I want to know my vote can be trusted. So I want the investigation to happen. I want this to be a verified election. You know, one of the things that as I was talking about this and as I was thinking about the show today, um, I got to thinking about if I were Joe Biden right now. Now, think about this, Bryson. Okay. Okay. 71 million, roughly 71 million voters for Donald Trump, 75 million for Joe Biden, okay? There's a, a huge divide, 71, almost 71 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. A lot of people are going to be, okay, they're not happy with whatever. If I were Joe Biden and there were people debating and saying, well, this election was rigged, this election was stolen, I would stand up and I would say, I want every state do a manual hand count revote or, or not revote a recount. Okay, every state that's close. And I want the video cameras there. I want the news media there. I want cameras in the room. I want everyone to be as open and honest as possible because I want to prove to America that I was a legitimate president, that I was voted legitimately to be their leader. What's he hasn't said anything about it. No.
1: It it makes him, it doesn't help him at all. And that's the thing that confuses me. Joe Biden, why in the world would you not want to prove, as you just said, why wouldn't you want to prove that you were elected legally? And as a good, as a, as a patriotic American, as all of our listeners are, um, why in the world, if if you're thinking that this investigation um, is, there's no point in it, if you think there's no point in this investigation, why would you not want to make sure that, that our elections are are completely one hundred percent valid. Uh, why, why would you not want to uh, ensure integrity in our elections? Um, I, I hear all the time people that supported. You know, uh, they they said in twenty sixteen that collusion uh, collusion uh, with Russia. You know, you Russia, Russia, Russia. You heard a lot about Russia in twenty sixteen. You know, they they say Donald Trump uh, colluded with the Russians. If that was possible back then, now they're saying, oh, it, it's impossible. How, how could how could uh, this happen in, in an American election? Yeah, The same people that were pushing collusion in 2016 now say it's impossible for collusion in an American election.
0: Yeah, and the people that lose, Republicans, Democrats, no matter what, it's historically shown that the party that loses is going to say the election was rigged, historically. If you look at 2016, the Democrats said it was rigged. If you look at right now, 2020, the Republicans saying it was rigged. OK, it's a natural thing for you to back your base, to back what you believe. And you want you you want to be right. Everyone wants to be right. But someone is going to be the loser. And I'm OK with a Joe Biden president. I, I, I'm fine with it. It's a president. Uh, we're still going to do things in Alexander County the way we've been doing things. We're still going to rally behind people. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, they didn't show up yesterday when people were drowning, yeah. when it was flooding. Our first responders showed up. Our mayor and our sheriff and our people uh, in our town hall, they showed up to help people. I, I was at the rescue center for a little bit. Our DSS workers were there. Those are the people that are going to make this country and this, this this state awesome and continue to make it great. And so I'm not as worried about that, but I do want us as a as an America to have faith in the voting system. And if if Joe Biden is elected president, by all means, I'm going to stand behind. It. I'm going to honor the president. But I think that there should be some validity. Some of these states are within thousands of votes, which is super narrow. And so we, we've we got to look into those things. I'm not saying we got to throw out all the conspiracy theories and start talking about how certain things were changed. And, and I'm not going to necessarily say that I agree with Donald Trump's tweet. But I do think that there are some things that we can look at and see some common ground. Okay, if you see, if you're a teacher in a school system and all of a sudden every test is turned in and all the tests have the exact same answers on them and the answers that are on there, some of them are wrong and everyone has the wrong answer. One is you're either a bad teacher or there was a lot of cheating going on and people were cheating off each other or cheating off of one test. And so you're going to investigate and figure out what's going on here. And so I think that's what we're doing right now in America. Um, and, and it's not Donald Trump that's calling these things. Some of them are the governors and the secretary of states They're saying we have to look into these things. So it'll be interesting where we get. Yeah. Okay, They have until December 8th, my birthday, to validate the election. So they're doing the best they can. Some of these people were elected secretary of state for their, for their state. And so their reputation is on the same line. I, I'm not going to be accused of cheating. I want to make sure these votes are valid. Yeah. So so we've got to let the the process work. We've got to trust the process. Yeah. Let the litigations happen. Let the revotes happen. Let not the revotes, let the recounts happen and audit some of these things make sure they're correct.
1: Yeah. Now uh Rudy Giuliani is uh sort of heading this up for the Trump campaign. And uh I saw something on social media that that claimed er, that said um with his reputation as as one of the, you know, a, a great uh, uh great mayor of New York city uh, with his reputation on the line. Why would he be fighting so hard uh, for the Trump campaign if they didn't know something that we don't. So, and and he claimed it, it was a tweet that I saw yesterday. Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani claims that he has uh, enough votes to flip two states uh, from Biden to Trump. So we'll see how this plays out. It'll be interesting. And and like I mentioned last week uh, and like James just sort of mentioned if, if Joe Biden is legally and duly elected pre- the president of the United States. We will. Uh, um, there, there's that still that respect for the office of the presidency, and, and we will look at him as the president of the United States. Um, but But I want to know, you know, for sure. And I think he should want everybody to know that he was the duly elected president and it was completely legal
0: yeah exactly all right bryson well uh we're gonna go ahead and welcome our guest uh, i don't know this guest but bryson does so bryson let's turn it over to you uh introduce him and and then we'll have him gifts sort over of his background before we get started today
1: yeah well i've known uh garrett jolly's our guest today and he's gonna come on we're gonna talk about the second amendment uh, me and garrett i've sort of known him uh for quite some time just we go to school together um so so i know garrett but um he uh he listened to our show and he's He said, you know, I I really enjoy the show, and I appreciated that. And I I asked him, I said, would you be interested in being a guest someday? And he said, absolutely. So, Garrett, here you are. It's great to have you. Um, We're going to first just have you give a little bit of background about yourself. Tell uh, our listeners who don't really know you uh, a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, Thank you all for having on me today. I wish I could be here in person, but, you know, sometimes, Life throws a curveball at you, but my name's Garrett Jolly, and uh, like Bryson said, I go to school with him. I love to hunt and fish and trap and do all sorts of things, I love to shoot guns, so. All right. I'm firm believer in the Second Amendment and the right to defend yourself and your country from whatever attacks you might bring, born or domestic. All so, right. I've lived in Tellerville my whole life, and, uh. Good Friendship Lutheran Church, and I'm a firm Christian. And I love the Lord, and
0: can't wait to meet, meet him one day. All right, that's great. Well, thanks for coming on, Garrett. It's good to meet you today. Um, want to start off just by introducing our topic. Uh, so we are going to be talking about the Second Amendment today. Uh, this is a hot topic in our country right now, and so I'm going to read the Democratic platform because we want to talk about all of these platforms from a politics point of view. Bryson's going to read the Libertarian platform, and then Garrett uh, is going to read the Republican platform. So, this is what it says from the Democrats. It says Democrats will enact universal background checks, end online sales of guns and ammunition, close dangerous loopholes that currently allow stalkers and some individual convicted of assault or battery to buy and possess firearms, and adequately fund the federal background check system. We will close the Charleston loophole. Uh, and prevent individualism from who has been convicted uh, of hate crimes from possessing firearms. Democrats will ban the manufacturing of sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. We will incentivize states to enact licensing requirements for owning firearms and red flags laws that allow courts to temporarily remove guns from the possessions of those who are in danger to themselves or others. We will pass legislation requiring that guns be safely stored in homes. And Democrats believe that gun companies should be held responsible for their products, just like any other business, and will prioritize repealing the law that shields gun manufacturers from civil liability. Okay, Bryson, go ahead and read the libertarian platform. The liberals.
1: Uh, We affirm the individual right recognized by the Second Amendment to keep and bear arms and oppose the prosecution of individuals for exercising their rights of self-defense. Private property owners should be free to establish their own conditions regarding the presence of personal defense weapons on their own property. We oppose all laws at any level of government restricting registering or monitoring the ownership, manufacture, or transfer of firearms or ammunition. Ammunition.
0: All right. Garrett, if you'll read the Republican platform.
2: All right. We uphold the rights of individuals to keep and bear arms a natural and inalienable right that predates the Constitution and is secured by the Second Amendment. Lawful gun ownership enables Americans to exercise their God-given right to self-defense for the safety of their homes, loved ones, and their communities. We support firearm recipients. Legisl- Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yeah. Legislation to recognize the right of law-abiding Americans to carry firearms to protect themselves and their families in all 50 states. We support constitutional carries. And salute salute the states that have passed them. We oppose ill-conceived laws that will restrict magazine caps- capsidy or ban the sale of most popular and common modern rifles. We also oppose any effort to deprive individuals of their right to keep and bear arms without due process of law.
0: All right. So that's the platforms of the Second Amendment. Very different. Okay, we've talked about this is the fourth topic that we've discussed. We've talked about life and abortion. We've talked about um, climate control. We've talked about. Uh, what was the one we talked about with Dr. Peel? That was life and abortion. Okay. We about racism. racism. Okay. And then this one's the same. Most of those first three, they were pretty much the similar. But this one is the first one that we've talked about that is so different. The Democratic platform starts out by saying, we will enact universal background sex. We will remove assault weapons. We will reduce capacity of magazines. The Libertarians, they're saying, hey, whatever the people want, it's their ownership. They can do it. The Republicans go forward with the it's their right. It goes back to the Constitution. We're going to uphold what the Constitution believes. So what are sort of y'all's thoughts? Um, and this time, we're also going to ask um, Garrett as well, as Bryson maybe gives his thoughts, to give your thoughts on the Second Amendment to sort of let us know sort of where you stand and what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, Garrett, go ahead.
2: All right. All um... right. Well, I believe that, as the Second Amendment says, it is your right to keep and bear arms for attacks that can be foreign or domestic. A civilization that does not have the right to defend themselves can be overtaken by anything. In Nazi Germany, one of the first things Hitler did when he got in power was first he registered the guns, and they said, well, people are still killing other people. We're going to have to take those up. And the people that didn't, turned their guns in. They already had them registered, so they just went back and took their guns and sent them to jail. And then, you know, the rest of what happened there. Well, that's happened many times. A government won't try anything against the rights of the citizens as long as the citizens are still armed and able to protect themselves. People say, all the Second Amendment's for hunting or for personal protection, and to an extent, that's also true. But... It does not say that in the Constitution. It is for protecting this country and for protecting yourself and your family. Not a lot of people think about that. They say, oh, it's just for hunting, but it's not. It's something far more than that. And if this country ever becomes so divided that we do have a civil war, um, we're going to have to hold our own. And I hate to say that, but some. Sometimes things get bad, and you'll need your guns.
0: Okay, that's Ryzen. right.
1: Um, I think it's important, and we'll talk about this in a minute. The history of the Second Amendment. I think it's important, um, to point out why it's there, as you sort of just talked about. Um, our founding fathers, and you know what? I think these men were probably some of the smartest men to ever walk the earth, because they they created this this system, this experiment, as it's been called, mm-hmm. uh, called America. But you know, they created, they had come, um, fought for their freedom uh, from the British. And when they did that, they understood that one day the uh, something similar could happen in America. And so they knew that with our Constitution, we needed uh, the ability to be able to uh, fight back against a uh, tyrannic government. And so I really think that's why it's here. Yeah, like you said, it's for, uh, for uh, you know, uh, protecting your, your families and more, uh, more of a like you know self-protection level and then there's an extent where it you know allows us to to have uh firearms to be able to, to do activities like hunting but but it, it's really a protection of this uh of freedom in a way you know domestic or foreign as you pointed out
0: yeah well i want to just briefly talk about sort of the content the historical content of the second amendment get your guys' thoughts on it as we talk through this and May take longer than I was expecting, and we've taken a little longer than I was expecting today. Uh, but sort of what we want to look at is uh, what what all happened here. Why did the Second Amendment, why was it there? Uh, and so I pulled up some information. This is from The Washington Post. Um, you can look up this article. It's called The Second Amendment and what it really means to the founders. And there's five main points. But the first one I want to look at is this was Alexander Hamilton, and he made this statement. He said that a well-regulated militia, okay, this is people who were of the age to carry a firearm. So he believed that every person should be part of the military. If you were an American, you're part of the military. There was no professional military. This what he said. The most natural defense of a free country is a militia that's well-armed. He also goes on to say that the second amendment, um, He said, any society with professional army could never truly be free. And his thought was this. If there is a military, they can enact their own will upon free citizens. So his thought was, and the founding father's thought was, there should never even be a military. Now, I would not go that far. Um, That would be a little crazy, I think because of where we live at and how we live now and the way the war is today, the world is today. Um, but our founding fathers wrote this as a way to say, we don't need a military. We need people who are willing to pick up an arm and defend their nation. So if we look at the historical content, we see that we've come a long way. So do we really need, we have a military. We have people that to protect us. Should we really need to have firearms to protect us? Yes,
2: absolutely. We should have firearms to protect us. It's, it's not a right given to you by the government. It's a right given to you from God Himself. Uh, I forget the exact place in the Bible where it was, but it said something along the lines of, "If you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one." Mm-hmm. In which, you know, we don't really wear cloaks and we don't really use swords <laughs> anymore. Yeah.
0: yeah, I get you. I get you, me. Sell yeah. your yeah. Clock,
2: crocs yeah. and buy Glock. <laughs>
0: So. Okay, well, let's look at this, because historically, in the Founding Fathers, it says that it's a, it's an act for any man who wants to own a gun could own a gun. But historically, the Founding Fathers, um, this was an unwritten clause in there that um, was allowed for white people to own guns. But in the early 18th century, they uh, did not allow blacks or African Americans or even Native Americans to own weapons they actually did checks in the slave houses and if they had any type of weapon, a knife, a sword, a a gun that they had found, they would take them away. So if our second amendment says it's okay for anyone to own a gun, why would we take them away from a certain individuals?
2: Well, you know, back then they treated people of other races unfairly. I mean, that's, that's an evil that was in our country and we abolished it. You know, there's a, civil war uh back in the day but now modern times it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't matter what race religion or color you are you can have a gun and back then you know they were slaves i mean they were evil people racist that's just how people were raised back then and it was obviously something very wrong and very against our religion but that's just an evil and it's been, it's been corrected in our history.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. When I think of that, um, I think the reason that cause they treated these slaves horribly, um, and they treated them as property and that's something that we look back on it and it's, you know, it's a terrible mistake. I, I really, you know, that's something that we should never be proud of. Um, but I think, you know, the reason that they wouldn't have wanted to give those slave guns, those allowed them slaves to have guns is because they knew if the slaves had guns, they could overthrow who was in charge of them. And so I think you can take, I think you take that and then you put it um, um, in modern times. And so if they, if someone is not allowed to have a gun, then they have have no way of defense. And then, so whoever's, you know, leading or in charge can do whatever they want and we can't do anything about it. So, yeah, I I don't, those
2: people, or denied their Second Amendment right. And if they would have had the Second Amendment right, it would have been used for the purpose that it's there.
1: Right.
0: To defend themselves. To defend
1: themselves against,
2: you know, who was in charge of what was going on there. And keeping them from their God-given rights.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you've mentioned it a little bit, and we want to go ahead and transition into this thought, because that's sort of the history. We've come out of that. We've come out of slavery, and a lot of people bring that argument up. Okay, we've made that right. We've, we've adjusted that. Uh, but what does the scripture, what does the Bible say about um, owning a gun, owning something to uh, to defend ourselves? Uh, there's a couple of illustrations. Um, and and for my study, I don't see a place in Bible where it says it is our God-given right to own a weapon. Some people may disagree with me on that, um, but Jesus never owned a weapon. Jesus said that when he was going to the cross, he told Peter not to attack. He said, because what's going to happen is for God's glory, not for man's. So so there's some back and forth here, but there are also some illustrations in Jeremiah, where Jeremiah says, put the trowel in one hand and the sword in the other hand and defend your family. Okay, So, so as we look through this from a biblical worldview, we want to look at a couple of things. The first is there is a Mosaic law in the Old Testament and Exodus that says that we are allowed to defend a life that is stronger than one's possession. So if someone is coming after someone that is your family, you have the right to defend your family, according to the Mosaic law. And that's what God gave them. Um, And so Jesus affirms that sometimes it's necessary for us to be armed. When the centurion soldier came to him in Luke 22, He began to say that this was a well-organized man. He began to compliment him. We see through scripture several times where Jesus compliments soldiers, where he gives them honor where honor is due. Uh, But we have to understand that more important than anything, we are Christians first, okay? We are given to protect life. That was one of our first episodes was life and abortion. And our job is to protect life, so if life is being taken and and we have the ability not with I'm not necessarily saying a gun, this could be just standing up and, and, and being the bigger person and stopping them. Um, now the Bible does not say and I, that Christians have an inalienable right to own a gun, but what the Bible does say is this in First Corinthians 10 verse 23, all things are lawful, so it's talking to Christians. If it's good, if the Bible, if the law says we can have it, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. What I think it's saying there is it may be lawful for you to own a gun, but it's not lawful for you to walk into a school with a shotgun over top of your shoulder and saying, you know what? I have a gun. I, I can carry a gun. It's lawful for me to do that. Not Well, not take a gun on, proper, yeah, on school property. Uh, not not school. But no, why, why would you walk around town with a gun across your shoulder? Oh, you can do it. There's no problem with you doing that. And then it says all things are lawful, but not all things build up. So we have to ask ourselves, are we building up or are, are are we allowing people to see us and say, you know what? I, it's my God given or my my second amendment ability to own a gun. I own a gun. I'm not saying we don't own a gun. OK, I have one by my bed. It's locked up. The kids I've, I've had the talk with my kids about the gun. This is not a toy. This is not something you play with. This is dad's weapon. This is to protect us. So I've done those things, but at the same time, we have to know and we have to be wise with these things. What's your thoughts on that? And then I've got one more statement I want to give us.
2: Well, uh, like the Bible says, you got to protect life where it's given due. And sometimes you got to stand up for what's right. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. You got to stand up for what you think is right and, you can sometimes bad things happen, and you gotta protect yourself. Uh, I think obviously you should keep guns away from small children and people that could that could cause harm, like bring a shotgun into a school and yeah. shoot it up. I mean that that's happened here in America. And it's happened. It's happened way too many times. Yeah, but I think there should probably be. Well, now we have officers there at schools to protect us in most cases, and uh, it's just an evil. But you gotta think at the lesser evil. Like we were saying before, uh, government's turning evil. Is that worth? I hate to say this, but a few a few people dying a year compared to you losing all of your rights and socialism, as an mm-hmm. example, what happened well, in lead- Nazi that would right give the rights and freedom to a few people, unfortunately, passing away every year from gun violence. And I think this is a CDC thing, but like, I think it was along the lines of 500,000 people are saved by the Second Amendment every year. Like, that's protecting your home, protecting your family, protecting your own life from a possible threat. So I think, I, I mean, some evils are necessary. I hate to say it, but.
1: Fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, something I like to point out is um, you know, when our our freedom of religion and, and certain things are are at risk, there there comes a point um where that needs to be protected. Um but as far as the, the school thing, here's something that I like to point out when someone argues, you know, gun violence, you know, we need to regulate the guns because that will stop shootings, okay. Here's what will happen whenever you, whenever the government places laws on turning turning, turn in, uh, in guns, um, you know law-abiding citizens will turn in their guns, but but the gangs and everybody else won't turn in their guns, and then that will lead to to more crime and and more incidents. And and here's another thing that I like to point out: guns do not kill people; people kill people. So that guns not walking in by itself. Uh Into a certain place and shooting somebody all by itself, it's impossible for that to happen. Somebody has to have that gun and use it, so yeah. guns don't kill people, people kill people, so it's not a gun problem. We don't have a gun problem. we have a people problem, yeah, so that's something that I can like point out when I'm arguing uh for our second amendment is you know simply
0: yeah, that right there, well, and you know, I mentioned a minute ago, but in John chapter eighteen, when Jesus is in the garden and he's about to get crucified and or taken away. Um, he tells Peter not to take out the sword, not to do anything. And I I heard, I read this in an article. It said, sometimes God's purpose is fulfilled by the strength of our faith, not the strength of our defenses. And sometimes it's just got to be a point where we do put our faith in God and say, okay, I'm going to do everything I can humanly possible to defend myself, but I'm still going to trust in God. Um, I wanted to just pull, because you said something great there, Bryce, and I want to talk about it right before we sort of go into um, our questions for Garrett. Uh, But one of the platforms says this, that they believe that gun companies should be held responsible for their products, just like any other business, okay? I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong on this. If you're listening to this episode, please fact check me, because it just came to my mind. As we're reading through this, but I don't know of any time where any political party, Congress, House Representatives, the president has ever taken, let's just say McDonald's to court and said, you are giving people heart attacks. Your food is greasy. It's unhealthy. You need to be held accountable for this. I don't remember. Now, there have been other people who have said, "Okay, I had hot coffee spill in my lap. And it burned me. And so I'm going to take McDonald's to court. But I don't remember anywhere in history where the government has stepped into a private organization and said, you need to be held accountable for your food. You need to be held accountable for the things that you're selling. But yet they say that we're going to hold gun companies accountable. I'm a little confused by that. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I mean, obviously it's not the gun companies' fault. Criminals use them for bad things. I mean, like you were saying, are they gonna shoot guns for somebody to on their food, or have an attack from being shot of it? I mean, it's not—it's not the it's not company's fault. People use them for wrong things. Um, it's not the government's place to tell them the, they doing something wrong. It's not. There's a product, and some people are using it for wrong reasons. I mean, are you gonna, are you gonna sue a knife company for somebody? Think
0: somebody a knife. No. Yeah, that's good, Garrett. Um, and so, right now, let's go ahead and transition into our questions for you. Um, I think we've talked about our second amendment quite a bit. Um, and I, I think we've had some good conversation on it. And so let's go ahead and transition to these questions for you. All right. All right. First question for you is do you see a political agenda pushed or forced in our schools by teachers, staff, or even students? And if so, what are you doing what are you seeing being done to push these agendas?
2: Well, uh, I mean, firsthand, I haven't really seen teachers pushing an agenda too much i've heard of people talking about it uh and that's obviously wrong teachers should not be pushing a political agenda either way students Mm -hmm. should figure them out for themselves but i mean i hear students talking about politics all the time i mean i talk about it with my buddies and such but as long as you firmly believe what you believe in i don't think respect it too much if you do firmly believe in it but teachers obviously should not be pushing a political agenda either way it's I believe they could get punished for that so which is good because yeah, it's a parent's um, job to teach them what's right and wrong not the teachers
1: yeah so the next question is which I know the answer obviously but are you concerned about politics and do you think it matters and if so why do you think it matters I mean
2: yes obviously politics matters if you're on the right or the left you believe in what you believe and you should stand by that as a man or as a woman but politics is obviously a big thing in the country if you vote one way you're saying this country should go one way or if you're voting one way go in the other for freedom or for other things but Obviously, politics is a big matter and you should vote how you believe. Well,
0: that's good. I'm um,
2: with with of age.
0: Yeah. How do you feel politically? political decisions affect you personally as a high school student?
2: Well, I mean, if guns are obviously, if guns are tried to be forcefully taken away by the government, which, Right now, I mean, I don't think that'll happen because you know, the military is mostly conservative. The police officers are mostly conservative. You're probably that's probably not gonna happen, especially around here 'cause but if it did happen, that would obviously there would be a civil war. Even even a lot of Democrats love to shoot guns and then live their guns. And this shouldn't really even be a political issue, but unfortunately it is. But as a high school student, uh, I don't think it's affected me too much personally. Besides, I support of support, and I'm pretty vocal about that. But it hasn't affected me too much, but it certainly will when I start paying taxes on things. Well, <laughs> I do pay taxes like when I get my check from work, but it hasn't affected me in a large way as of right now.
1: Yeah. So so uh we sort of talked about school a second ago and i'm wondering if you see more christians uh, stepping up for what's right or do you see more people pushing things like abortion and fear of climate change homosexuality or racism uh, etc what do you what do you see more of
2: well i mean christianity of course around here most people are most people are christians and they believe and what I think is right, but there are some people that are pushing the other agenda, what they believe in. I don't necessarily think that's right, but, I mean, it is America. You get to believe what you want to. So I respect that to an extent, and it's obviously around here, more Christians and such, but, you know, there are
0: people that believe another way. Yeah. Well, do you, do you think Christians can do a better job at stepping up and speaking out against these policies that go against what we believe and the values that we share as Christians? And if yes, so, how absolutely. how can we step up to do that?
2: I absolutely believe that. If A lot of people now are too scared to stand up for what they believe and afraid of the consequences of it. Um, when I hear somebody talking about something that I believe is wrong, I'm going to butt in because I'm going to fight for what I think is right. And I think as Christians, we should do that. Believe in, we should all be disciples and stand up for the Bible and what we believe in. Yeah. And so, you know,
0: what you're saying is we should do, we should have good civil conversations about things versus yes. being the silent majority. Yes,
2: I believe we should have some conversations on both sides. And as long as people aren't, you know, getting all in a, all in a mess about everything and acting like civilized people and adults and having civil conversations, I believe that that's the way it should be. But unfortunately, a lot of people like to act like children. And I mean, this is true on both sides. A lot of people like to act like children and. It's unfortunately that way. People, Most people didn't used to be like that, but now yeah. things have almost, changed.
0: Almost like that first presidential debate that we saw.
1: Yeah, oh, that was uh Two little children little there already. Yeah. I had to turn it off after a while. Yeah, <laughs> we all did. Um, Do you think yeah. there's one political party, and this is our final question, but do you think there's one political party that deserves the Christian vote? And if you do, which party? And why do you think they deserve to have the Christian vote?
2: Well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be real honest with you, I believe it should either be the uh, Libertarian Party or the Republican Party. Democrats uh aren't always aren't always for that. But abortion, I believe, is is very wrong. It's probably one of the things that I'm most I'm most vocal about. And and it's of course the Second Amendment, that's why I'm here. But and the Democrats are for abortion. They're for taxpayer abortion, which I think is uh, quite frankly evil. And any way you look at it, it's the it's destroying a life. No matter what way you look at it, it's not right. You need to protect life. I mean, in some situations, it can get can get complicated, such as if a woman is raped or if you know it's against her will. But and to an extent, I don't support that because it's still, you know,
1: there's life gone. Yeah. And so you're basically I mean, saying you think the Republican or Libertarian Party uh, uh, that deserves it. Yeah,
2: I would well, say. And I mean, there's, there's Christians on both sides, but I believe that the Republicans and Libertarians are most for the battle. Absolutely. And like, you see, Antifa was burning bibles on the streets of portland and they're obviously a left-leaning organization not saying that speaking for everybody that's on the left but when i see that they're just it makes yeah they're they're just an evil
1: thing it's a myth they're antifa's a myth yeah yeah. uh no but i think another thing is, is is i know um fellow christians that are democrats and i think that the democrat party is very widespread um as far as you have got very hardcore liberals on the left and then you you got there was a guy that i saw on tv the other uh not he was a democrat but he considered himself a conservative democrat and he how he supports the second amendment and things like that so democrat party is very yeah. widespread but you know yeah
2: i mean there's
1: yeah. there are people
2: in the democrat party um uh, I love some people on the Grand party have some family, but I love God. Like God says love everybody.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
0: So Garrett, mm-hmm. want to give you Get a time it. for any closing remarks that you may have. And then if you don't mind ending the show with a prayer, uh, just to send us off. If you don't mind that. All right.
2: Uh, uh, thank y'all for having me on the show. I enjoyed it. I believe we had a good conversation about, on these topics, and I'd like to do it again sometime. All right, so that, absolutely. Very good. Sounds great. Yep. Uh, time to prayer now.
0: Yeah, so, if you don't mind praying for us, that'd be great.
2: All right, uh, Lord, thank you for ha- letting us have a wonderful conversation on this show, and uh, please help people that are in pain, and from the recent floods here and all across the world people that are hurting and starving and hungry and just thank you for letting us be here and for freedom and for this country even though it's a little divided it's still the best country on this earth and we'd
0: like it for you to keep on going that way in your name we pray amen amen Amen. well thank you for being a guest on our show garrett we're excited about the future of our show and what we have in store for the next couple of weeks and uh we are uh excited about your response uh we challenge you send us a uh, an email send us a rating and a review let us know your thoughts and what your plans are what some things that you would like us to do or say uh, we've got about six or seven more episodes of these topics and then after that uh we'll be going into another segment of what we feel excited about so let us know we will be re- uh, doing a couple more episodes and then right before Christmas, middle of December, will be our last episode for 2020. And then we'll come back in January of 2021. So go to our Facebook page, send us a message on that way. Also, you can send us an email.
1: 5 Productions at gmail.com. That's my computer. That's, that's his, that's
0: his cue. That's my part. That is my part. <laughs> so do that. And uh, we appreciate all of our listeners. And we just want to thank you for listening and uh, joining us on our show today. So y'all have a great day and God bless.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by FYBY. If you enjoyed the content, please leave a rating or review and check out our Facebook page for more content.